0: Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lynn with In the Spotlight.
1: Welcome to In the Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin. Today, I continue to speak with Pat Woods, who is originally from Nottingham of England and who has been in Taiwan for nine years. He is the chief editor of AMC, that's Kongzong Meiyu, an English language learning magazine and also a long-term member of Taipei Writers Group, which is a publishing house of English language writing materials here in Taipei. He came to Taiwan by the suggestion of a friend who, together with other friends, had all stayed in some foreign countries before and found a lot of advantages doing that. Pat loved teaching English in Taiwan, but while he was wondering whether to stay on or leave after a year, he met his future wife, and so he stayed. He also got fascinated with Taiwan's superstitions. Like one time on the streets, he almost picked up a red envelope, which in the Chinese tradition would be filled with money for. festive occasions. But in that case, he was told by his then-girlfriend, now-wife, that if he were to have stepped on it or walked over it, it would be like consenting to marrying a ghost of someone who died. Ever since then, Pat has become a fan of Taiwanese traditions and superstitions. Let's hear more about his thoughts on them today. seems like you have a fascination with those kind of things.
0: It, it makes for really interesting little bits of research and story and, and kind of the way people think about these things.
1: Wow, it's interesting that you're learning about time through those kind of things, you know.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a really fascinating thing. And, it, and it's obviously something that is very different from traditional British culture. Uh, We have some superstitions, but it's interesting to compare them. You know, a lot of ours are rooted in Christian traditions, uh, but there's older things as well. You know, anything to do with black cats and broken mirrors and ladders and not walking under ladders.
1: Have you found any similarities with some of the superstitions followed in
0: Taiwan? Warding off of evil spirits. My family doesn't do any of them personally, but I've known people. So how do British do it? Well, we throw salt over the left shoulder oh, if you I've spill anything okay. just because that the devil is on the left-hand side. Oh, uh, is and that then, why? And then some of the older things are to do with sort of sort of fairies and spirits, like leaving a bowl of milk outside to uh. feed them or putting horseshoes above the door because that kind of iron, they can't pass. It's those kind of superstitions and cultural beliefs that I find quite fascinating.
1: Do you think you have equal interest in theater and writing?
0: I would say that since joining the writing group, which I did towards the end of 2014, it's really got me back writing a lot uh, in my spare time and actively looking for story ideas where I might be able to submit something to a magazine or to a a writing project to get it published. Whereas before I was basically just writing my own stuff for my own fun. This has gotten me to the point where I'm really trying to make a go of getting stories published and maybe down the line. I don't know whether it'll ever be a full-time thing. It would be nice, but I'm not planning for it almost. I'm hoping, but also... Working towards that hope rather than just hoping. Mm. And I've found that that's really pulled me back into wanting to do that more. And I've scaled back my acting. I haven't done as much in the last 18 months as I had before.
1: So you're writing mostly short stories or novels? Short,
0: Some short stories, usually. Have written the, books? Uh, I've written novels. I wouldn't necessarily call them books. Okay. And they all need to be heavily reworked and edited before I would ever try and do anything with them. I have six short stories published in different places, but they're all short. The longest one, maybe 14,000 words. So anything longer, I would need to really go and edit it and work on it and try it out. But that's what the, the writing group is good at. They will kind of help you with the editing.
1: Are they all kind of like Taiwan-themed?
0: When I first joined the group, they had just published uh, an anthology, a collection called Taiwan Tales, Mm -hmm. which was a collection of eight stories, different genres. So there was horror, science fiction, fantasy, contemporary, all about Taiwan, all by different authors. That had just been published six months or so before I joined the group. I joined in time for the second anthology, which is called Night Market, uh, which is 10 stories that all involve a night market in some way, most of which are Taiwanese night markets. Uh Um, And again, mixed genre, horror, fantasy, uh, historical kind of fiction. And that's where my story of The Red Envelope was Uh published because... Uh, I made it the guy, my protagonist, find the red envelope near Laoha Night Market.
1: Uh, (laughs) Ah, okay.
0: The group itself otherwise writes anything, really anything they want. Some are working on novels, some are working on short stories, some are working on poetry, screen-related stuff. Pretty much anything, you can bring it to our meetings or submit it before the meetings, and we will read it and give the best feedback we can on how we can improve it, what we think could be done to make it better.
1: Now, I know that uh, yeah, the Taipei Writers Group was recently at the uh, the International Book Fair.
0: That's right. We which, yeah. we'd wanted to do it the year before, but applied or uh, found out about the application process too late. So our kind of uh, business manager guru, uh, a local called uh, Hugo Chung, He made sure we had a business entity, basically, which you need because we couldn't apply as just an informal group of writers. So Hugo has helped create this business entity, Taiwan Writers Group Press, TWG Press, which we can now use to get into book fairs, to uh, talk with bookshops and so on. And so we'd applied to join the, the Taipei International Book Expo, which was at the start of February. We had a booth. We sold the groups for anthologies and novels and short stories by individual writers in the group. We paid for it basically ourselves out of contributions and out of profits from the selling the books when they were first released. Uh, and we did well. We, we made money for the group. We actually turned a very decent profit. I didn't do much of it, but Hugo, he got to meet publishers and agents and literary people from all over the world. And that may open up opportunities for us down the line to get books in our books and our stories in other places.
1: You mean other places in the world?
0: Yeah. You know, these stories about Taiwan, particularly because it's the anthologies he wants to to get out there. And the two books that are Taiwan-focused are our most popular So they're the ones, it's almost like a niche, stories about Taiwan. I mean, travel memos are great, you know, kind of travel guides or people's personal stories. But this is aimed at being English literature with a Taiwan focus. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin.
1: Don't you think it, you write better if you're really writing from your personal experience?
0: It certainly helps, yes. Yeah,
1: but then I'm amazed at people who write novels because it doesn't necessarily involve personal experiences. It's no, like I mean, using imagination, right? Yeah,
0: I in my, my story with The Red Envelope, the main character actually, when he falls asleep, dreams experiences in the ghost world where he meets and talks to the girl he is supposed to marry. Uh, and of course, I've never visited the afterlife, so I had to make that up.
1: Yeah, um, I'm always amazed that people who write because I don't think I have a, what do you call it, a writer's hand? I have imagination, but I don't have enough imagination to write a book, you know, the thickness of a book.
0: But to write a book, all you really need to, to do is tell the story that you want to tell. And a lot of that is going to be driven by character. So... As long as you're writing about interesting people and people you like or hate a lot that the story will come from what happens to them and what they do to react to it really yeah because
1: i think that you know if you want me to tell your story i can do it in five minutes and that's Mm. not going to make into a book
0: it may not make a book (laughs) but it might make the core idea from which a book grows around
1: uh, so, so most of the time you do is spend on thinking and thinking and thinking. Uh, so I be, find it's that it, to expand on it's it.
0: passive. It it comes when I stop thinking and the inspiration kind of comes in. I'm firmly of the belief that the fewer clothes you have on, the more likely you are to be inspired. Uh, so I have a lot of good ideas in the shower. Yeah, I think I think well, inspiration, are, it, it kind of floats around the world. And it is absorbed through your skin. And so, therefore, the more skin you have exposed to the world, the more (laughs) the ideas will enter your body. I don't always write in the (laughs) nude, but, you know, maybe sometimes.
1: (laughs) Okay. Now... Of course, the Taipei writers' group was writers, ta- uh, writers group. Hugo, obviously, he has his plan and mm-hmm. the the future goal that he has for the group. But what about you personally? Where do you want to go from here? Um, with your writing, with your,
0: I'm, I'm happy just to keep, at the moment, to keep writing. I mean, I joined the group, as I said, only a couple of years ago now. I feel I've made huge personal strides in that time. It's a big step to take stuff you've written and give it to other people to read. Because you're always a bit nervous about how that's going to turn out. But the group is really friendly. Uh, they're really supportive and encouraging, and they will give you great advice. How big is the group? I mean, the Facebook group runs to some 450 members. But I mean, but like, people who
1: the, actually write. I mean, you're all right. We, 4, we all do
0: write. I mean, we.
1: 500 members, you're all right.
0: Oh. I would hope so, although maybe some people just joined the group out of interest or, or to see what was going on or because it's a Facebook group.
1: But are they all in Taiwan?
0: Uh, no, some of them have Got now it. returned to their own countries. Some joined from overseas. Um, the group itself, it, the Facebook group is the tool. Um, what the group mainly does is have a one meeting, a critique meeting every two weeks. It's every other Sunday. Uh, And it's at the Mr. Brown Coffee Shop on uh, uh, Zhongxiao East Road. Before I joined, it was started by uh, a guy called Patrick Whalen and a lady called Amanda. uh, And I think about 2010. And for a long time, it was just maybe the two of them. And they met and read each other's stuff. And gradually, more people joined the group. So that by the time I joined it in 2014, there were a dozen regular members. And like anything in Taiwan, mostly expats, because we have quite a few Taiwanese members, expats come, expats go, people get different interests, drop out, have to work on other stuff, jobs take over, families take over. So the group changes membership reasonably often, but we still have average meeting on a Sunday afternoon. We would probably get anywhere between 8 and 12 people, most of whom will submit, uh, we have a we have a Dropbox and the idea is people put their file with their writing up to usually up to four thousand words in the Dropbox on the Friday night before the meeting, and then they we all go to the meeting and we exchange feedback verbally. We can do it on notes in the Dropbox, whichever way, and we just kind of do a, a round robin talk. To give feedback, what did we think about that piece? Mm -hmm. Offering whatever kind of criticism, but constructive criticism.
1: Do you submit something every two weeks then?
0: I don't. um, Most people don't. We have some writers who are really prolific and they write a lot. But in fact, 4,000 words in two weeks, if you were writing or trying to write full time, that's not much. Really? Yeah, some of the writers in the group who are working really hard will put out that in a day or two, no oh, problem.
1: Wow. So I learned a lot from the world of writers. Yeah, <laughs> just from I mean, we. Hearing you. It's okay. It's
0: been really great for me. Uh, and I recommend anybody who has written at home but never known what to do with it, yeah. try us out. It might not work for you, uh, oh, but hopefully it will and you'll learn a lot.
1: Well, before we say goodbye, what's the first thing you think of when you want to find a place for leisure? The beach. The beach.
0: Yeah, I like to go to, to Kending or Fulong or maybe even into Shinsheng Park up from my house to go somewhere in the sun that's outside and warm.
1: Yes, we've got some of the nicest beaches uh, in Taiwan. So wonderful. Thank you so very much, Pat.
0: Okay, thank you again. Thank you very much for having in me.
1: Everything. I hope you never get that writer's block.
0: <laughs> oh you, you can get it, but then you just go away and do something else and it, it comes back eventually. Oh,
1: so you've got a couple of projects, like, you know, laid out on your desk. You kind of put that aside a little bit, give it some time, and you work on another one?
0: Yeah, I think... Oh, that's
1: what writers do, huh?
0: uh, Not every writer, and it may not be a very efficient way of getting things done, uh, but every now and again, it's good to change to a completely different world or place. Well,
1: thank you so much. It's been so much fun talking to you, Pat. Yeah,
0: thanks very much. It's been great chatting.
1: Okay, good luck with your writing. Thank you very much. Thank you.